If you're enjoying this episode, check out Fearless Fridays with Marianne, the podcast to help you transform past pain into present power so that you can heal your inner child and reshape your future. I am your host, Marianne Rivera Dannert in Rochester, New York. My mission is to see women worldwide live a free, fearless, and fabulous life. Subscribe to Fearless Fridays with Marianne on the Jazzcast Pros Network, available right here on your favorite podcast player. And remember, you are a priority and you matter. Jazzcast Pros. Living a frontsy life is truly a place of living in the moment and understanding the journey is what it is. But at the same time, you get to decide how you navigate that journey, how you negotiate the terms, right? There's three things that this episode will touch on. One is the topic when physical and mental health collide. And when it happens, you find yourself in this very strange place of what comes first. And uh, I'm going to share with you my experience, my most recent experience, I'll say. My physical health and my mental health collided in this moment. And I chose my mental health over my physical health. The second takeaway for today is that this mental health thing is a journey. It is not, you know, this wake up one day, aha moment, and everything is right with the world. There's highs and lows, there's ups and downs, there's lefts and rights, there's U-turns, there's detours, right? It's it's a journey. It's it's living the front seat life. And the third thing is, it's okay to ask for help. I've really in the past struggled with this whole quarter, like starting with September, October, November, over the course of those three months in 2013, I attempted suicide. My marriage ended. And I lost my job in that three month time period. And for many people with events so huge and seemingly tragic, you find yourself lost, right? But for me, it was really an awakening. It was the first time in my life that I was able to take care of myself. And it's something that I never had to do before, but something that I had to learn how to do because I had to learn how to live again. Welcome to season five of Living the Front Seat Life. I am your host, Coach Kelly Marie, and I'm recording from the studio in Buffalo, New York. You know, it's a pleasure to be back. It is a pleasure to be here with you. Season five, like who would have thought at the beginning of this thing that we'd be here together today? You might have, but I'm not gonna lie. I was not sure. I thought that maybe we do a, an episode or two or maybe even three or four. But to be here where we are now, I'm just thankful and blessed and honored that you would share this time with me. So today's episode contains conversations around mental illness and suicide. Um, I will be sharing parts of my story and you may find it triggering. So I encourage you. If you find yourself in a state of um, crisis or need someone to talk to, to please dial 988. That is the new um, crisis prevention helpline number. Just dial 988 on your phone and you will be connected with a crisis counselor 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It's September 
and September is Suicide Awareness Month. And uh, September is also the month that I um, had my last suicide attempt. This is a you know a special time for me. Uh, I find myself usually in August kind of in a decline. You know, I know that September is coming. I know that the anniversary is coming. And I know that it's a date that I have to reckon with. Um, and I, I find myself just in moody, you know, really trying to manage my emotions and ensuring that my mental health is taking a priority because it's a reminder of all of the things that I did not do in 2013. So this past August, though, I, I didn't feel the same way. It was a really different experience that only looking back, you know, I can really talk about and, and process. You know, I didn't have the same issues that I normally have, but this year has also been a very different year. You know, I'm in a new position, new to me. It hasn't been a year yet. And so this is the first time I've been in this place, in this position. So yeah, right. We'll just call it new. It's still new. So I have this new job. It takes a lot of my time and a lot of my energy. You know, there are days that I come home exhausted. And so I don't have a lot of time for my brain to think. So that could be a piece of the puzzle. I was totally focused on my vacation and a conference that I had to speak at two weeks into the month. I spoke at the Girl Get Your Breakthrough conference with Pastor Latricia Clarissa Davis, a big shout out to Pastor Davis and the Girl Get Your Breakthrough crew. It was an incredible, incredible conference. And, you know, I was really focused on presenting and planning and being present for the women in the room. And then immediately after the conference, I came home, went to work for one day, and then went on vacation. I spent the rest of the week on vacation. I went to Ocean City, Maryland. It was... Ooh, I'm telling you, I, I'm, I can go back. <laughs> I, I truly can go back. I thoroughly enjoyed myself. And, uh, it was a solo vacation, which, you know, last year I went to Mexico. That was my first solo international trip. So this was, um, my first domestic vacation trip solo. And I wanted to enjoy the day. Right, like Carpe Diem each day. I wanted to be on the beach and in the water, having a good time. And it was it was everything that I needed it to be. Um, to be honest, I hurt myself the second day I got there, and but I was still determined to enjoy the time that I did have and enjoy the activities that I was able to participate in. When I tell you that I needed that time away. I needed that time away. And sometimes you have to be able and willing and ready to continue on and plan and do despite other things happening around you. And this vacation was something truly that I needed. Someone that I work with is kind of a mentor. You know, they're like, you're taking vacation already. You just got your job. Like, how, do you, how are you going on vacation already? Listen, when you need to go, you need to go. I had the vacation time set aside. It's not like I went without a paycheck. My team was prepared and I went on vacation. It was something I needed to do. You know, 
It was always um, something you heard of. People wanted you to work hard, save up your time, don't take off for work. And I ended up in a very deep, dark place because I was not putting myself first. And I learned that even in work, you know, even in your nine to five, even in your business, whatever it is that you do that brings in the money, you still have to make time for yourself. You still have to put yourself first. So I do not regret my decision to go on vacation. I do not regret spending that time away. It was truly rejuvenating. I mean, I could just talk about the waves and the dolphins and being on the sailboat and the seafood and all of the things that that vacation was. So I encourage you, listen, sometimes you just got to take time for yourself. Please do. Please do. And then the third thing that really happened um, this year, you know, that hasn't happened in many, many, many years. I am living in a place that I'm comfortable in. Like the physical environment is comfortable for me. That's something that's been lacking. So three big things, you know, are happening in August that are probably assisting my mental health and and my mental health journey so that I, I didn't really have time to focus on this anniversary. You know, I've talked about it before. After waking up, I, you know, still didn't want to live. And it took me many years to get to the place of enjoying life. You know, a lot of people, when they've attempted suicide or are prevented um, from attempting suicide, they're very thankful. I did not go through that thankful period. I was very bitter and angry and and didn't want to live, but understood that as long as I had breath, I still had purpose. And so I took some time to to learn how to live again. And that's where Be The Light comes from. You know, if you go back in the the episodes, I think it's like episode three or four, um, there's a a story around Be The Light. And I I really talk about what that process was like for me being in a psychiatric institution and again, focusing on myself for the first time. So go back and listen to that episode if you're interested in the Be The Light story. But that's where that was birthed from. That's where that came from. So Be The Light came out of my recovery and um, the the process that I had to go through in order how to live again. This year was really different for me. September 1st rolls around this year. September 2nd rolls around. And oh, what I didn't tell you was while I was away on vacation, because of my injury, I stopped eating dairy and sugar because it exacerbates the inflammation in my body and it was making the pain worse. So I've been without dairy, without sugar, you know, all this time. I'm taking in whole foods for the first time in a long time. I know you're hearing the word first a lot, right? But I had an appetite, like I was hungry. I've been eating my emotions a lot this past year. And I can't really tell you the last time that I felt hunger pains. Well, having dropped sugar and having dropped dairy, it forced me to eat differently, right? To find whole foods and cut back on processed foods because of the sugar and dairy content. And so I I found myself hungry again. Well, on September 2nd, I am up late. It's a Friday night. I can't sleep. Don't know why. I take a warm shower, try and relax and it's like 12, 31 o'clock and I am starving. Like I'm laying in the bed 
starving. And I've read articles, you know, that you're usually when you have hunger pains, you know, drink some water, you're dehydrated, you're not hungry. So I'm drinking water and I'm still hungry and I'm drinking more water and I'm going to the bathroom because I drank so much water and I'm still hungry. And so I finally said, fine, let me go downstairs and get a snack and just satiate this, this hunger so I can get some sleep. So I get up, head to the stairs, go to take the first step down. I don't know what happened, but all I can tell you is I did not make the step. I slide, tumble, whatever you want to call it, all the way down my stairs. And this house is small, so the stairs are narrow and steep. I took everyone. I started at the top. I did not end. Like, I'm thinking, you know, when you fall, like, you'll, your feet will stop you when you hit the floor. No, my feet did not stop when they hit the floor. I kept falling until my butt hit the floor. So I'm sitting on the floor by myself, like, wow, that just happened. Um, I immediately feel the pain. It wasn't like a, you know, three days later, the pain sets in. I felt that immediately. And uh, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to get up. Like, how am I going to get up off of the floor? Now, I didn't hit my head. I'm, I'm well. I didn't break any bones. Um, but I, I truly was in a lot of pain. And I was still hungry. <laughs> so I get up. It takes me a little while to get up off the floor. But listen, the pain did not take the hunger away. So now my body hurts and my stomach is growling. And I still need a snack. So I make it to the kitchen, make it back upstairs, take something and eat my snack and, and try and get some sleep. When I wake up on Saturday, listen, I could barely move. I was in so much pain, just on the cusp of unbearable. But my concern was I may need to go to the emergency room. Because I don't know what I've done. This feels like more than just bumps and bruises. My legs were tingling. It was just, it was a hot mess. And that's when it dawned on me what the day was, right? September 3rd was a day that I attempted suicide in 2013. And as I'm contemplating whether or not to go to the emergency room, that's when it, it hits me. And the one thing I did not want to do because I would have to go to a particular hospital it's the hospital that I woke up in. I, I didn't want to go there. I didn't want to be in that place on my anniversary date. I just didn't want to do it. And so I did everything that I could think of to try and help my body heal because I could not physically, first of all, I would have needed help to get there, which I was not calling the ambulance either, right? So that means what friend do I call to help me pick me up, take me to the hospital so I can walk well, right? So I'm being hard-headed. I know that I should probably go to the emergency room, but I could not mentally make that decision. I, I, I mean, I made the decision. I made the decision to stay home, but I could not make the decision to go into the emergency room. So I start telling myself, you know, before I realize what's actually happening, you know, oh, well, it's a Saturday. It's a holiday weekend. Hospitals are notoriously understaffed. And so I'm telling myself all this stuff. And then it hits me. That really has nothing to do with it. It's because you don't want to be in the hospital on your anniversary date. 
And so once I realized that, it really threw me for a loop because I thought I figured this part out. And it's been nine years for the first time, right? I told you I am living in a place where the anniversary date didn't even hit me like it's hit me before, but it was still an issue. It was still an issue. My physical health and my mental health collided in this moment. And I chose my mental health over my physical health, which to be honest, was it the best decision? (sighs) Debatable. But the physical pain was not strong enough to overwhelm or supersede the apparent mental pain that I had with confronting this day. One of the things I had to do is was talk to myself about what is necessary. Like what is necessary for me right now in this moment? Is it necessary for me to go to the emergency room? Do I have any broken bones? Do I think that there's um, muscle tears? Do I have pain in my shoulder? Do I feel like something is really wrong or is this just an issue of bumps and bruises? And Kelly, if you need to go to the emergency room, will you really not go because of this day? And so it took me long enough to come to the conclusion that, yes, in fact, if I needed to go to the emergency room, I would go. But it took me so long to come to that conclusion that I actually started to feel better. So previously, I had scheduled a doctor's appointment the week of Labor Day. And so I knew I only had to wait a couple of days before seeing the doctor. And, and so I just decided to wait, knowing that if I felt something off or wrong that I needed to have addressed right away, that I would go. But even though I didn't need the emergency room, I still needed some help. I couldn't really navigate the stairs well. I couldn't go up and down the stairs to eat. My body was very, very, very sore. No position in the bed was comfortable. No position in the recliner was comfortable. I couldn't even recline the seats. I couldn't push back to let the seat recline. Like I, I just was not comfortable, but it wasn't enough, again, to want me going to the emergency room. I mean, mind you, I still have a copay and all that stuff. That also came into question in my, my deliberations, but I never got to the point where I needed to go, thankfully. And so on this journey, right, it's a process. It's truly a journey. As you grow, as you learn more about yourself, you're going to be confronted with new things. You're going to go from breakthrough to breakthrough. You go from this, this place of learning who you are, you know, in this immediate need. Once you have your immediate needs met, then you move to, you know, like your day to day stuff. Um, that's a little more complex. And then you move into some deeper things, but you're always when you acknowledge and accept this, this journey, this path of healing, you're always in a space of healing and that's okay. The aha moments are these mini breakthroughs. They are these places where you can kind of, you know, plant a flag and say, I've met this milestone, right? Like mark this spot so that you can look back and say, yeah, last year or last month or shoot, five minutes ago, I had this moment that helped me get to my next phase. And so it is totally okay and expected that as you move through the journey, you continue to heal, you continue to grow, and you continue to hit these spots, these bumps in the road, these these hurdles that require you to take a step back and address it using all the tools in the toolbox that you have 
to, to be able to address the situation. And so for me, you know, that was acknowledging that I was in this place. It was acknowledging that this was the anniversary of a very significant day in my life and that I did not physically want to be in the place that I physically was when I experienced this event, but I still needed help. Even though I did not need the emergency room, I still needed assistance. And so I, I had to call on a, a, a couple folks. Did I want to? No. I wanted to just be able to enjoy the long weekend recuperating, but I couldn't leave the house. I could not go out. I, I couldn't go shopping. I couldn't stand up in the kitchen and cook. I couldn't really do much for myself. I was able to make it to the bathroom. I could make it up and down the stairs, thankfully, a very slow process, but I was able to do that, but I wasn't really able to do much more than that. And so I had to ask for help. I sent the list to my people. They went out, brought home food and uh, ready-made stuff that still fit my no dairy, no sugar requirements. And I was able to just relax and heal. I'm sharing that with you because so often we go through these issues and we don't want to burden people. You know, we don't want to have people go out of their way or ask for help. But that's what friends are for. That's what People, you know, having people in your life that care about you and you care about them, that's what they're for. They're there for the good times and the bad. They're there when they need you and when you need them. And asking for help is a part of that. Saying you need assistance is a part of that. And trusting that they will come through is a part of that. I know that sometimes trusting people and expecting them to uh, help you in a way that you actually need help in may not come easy. That's okay. It's a process, but it's a process in this journey, right? That we have to go through. It's a process that is a part of growth. And so I encourage you when you are in a place of needing help, when you need assistance, when you need just a little push, whatever it is, when you are in need of assistance, ask for help. And let people know exactly how they can help you, right? People want to help, but when we don't know exactly what it is we need, it's a little difficult sometimes. So spend a few moments just figuring out what it is you actually need help with. And it may just be you need help holding space. You just need someone to be there to hold space with you. Or it could be that you actually need some physical things done. Whatever it is, know that it is okay to ask for help. So in this recovery phase, in this place of, and I'm still hurting, this place of, of growth, right? Because even though I'm in pain, I've, I have grown throughout this process. And I'm thankful. I'm thankful to my friends. I'm thankful um, to myself. Yeah, I'm thankful to myself for allowing me to grow. We sometimes don't realize that we have to allow ourselves to grow. We have to get out of our own way. And so I encourage you to do just that. As we move throughout this month of suicide awareness and open up season five, I'm going to have some guests 
on the show that will talk about suicide and suicide awareness. Um, we're also going to have a guest talk about faith and faith in mental health and what it looks like as a faith leader to ask for help. And I'm, I'm really thankful to be back. I'm really just in this place of anticipation for greatness for this season, for you, for me, um, in this space. And so thank you for listening to Living the Front Seat Life podcast. Thank you for the downloads. Thank you for the likes and the shares. Please like and share. Uh, write a comment. Let me know where you are. Write a review. Let people know what you think about this podcast. And again, share it with someone. If you're getting something out of it, someone else would get something out of it too. Now, until the next time, which will be next week, because we are back in action. You have been listening to Living the Front Seat Life podcast. Be the light.